Our gospel lesson comes from Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25. And as we prepare to hear God's word this day, let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your words be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your words be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of my Advent spiritual practices every year is to find a new devotional for the season. This year, I'm engaged in two. Uh, Kate Bowler's Bless the Advent We Actually Have, which our Sunday school class is using. You can find it for free online if you're interested. Um, and Will Willimon's newest Heaven and Earth, Advent and the Incarnation. I came across Willimon's book last September when it was released, and I immediately purchased it, knowing that this Advent Christmas season, as we go through the wisdom of Scripture, that I wanted to dive deep into reflections on the Incarnation. I already had his other work, Incarnation, the surprising overlap of heaven and earth, so I was excited that he had another one specifically for Advent. I referenced both of these several times last Sunday, will you continue to do so, and we're using them to aid us in our Advent readings and liturgy for worship. I want to begin this Sunday with a line from one that speaks directly to this passage, the gospel passage today. Jesus, Willemann says, had a habit of showing up when people weren't expecting him, inviting himself into their lives, going where he wasn't wanted. And you know, this showing up um, when people weren't expecting him, this inviting himself into their lives, it happens from the very beginning. Now, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But when he, just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared. 
And let's not forget Jesus showing up for Mary. Mary, we are told in the Gospel of Luke, was much perplexed and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. And it's not like Jesus shows up in the life of Joseph, and once Joseph comes to terms with it, we get a happy little picture of Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus on a farm, white picket fence, all is well with that fairy tale line, and they all lived happily ever after. No, Joseph doesn't settle into a picturesque home. Joseph is on the move. We're told in the Gospel of Luke, he and his pregnant wife must journey to Bethlehem to be registered as part of the census decree by Emperor Augustus. They make the journey to find there's no room for them. In the Gospel of Matthew, we see Joseph uprooting his family and fleeing to Egypt in the very early days of Jesus' life because King Herod is on the hunt. When Herod dies, Joseph uproots his family again, makes the journey to the land of Israel. He's scared to live in Judea because of the threat of another ruler, and he settles in the district of Galilee, finally making a home in the town of Nazareth. But there's another piece to this story. Jesus doesn't just all of a sudden show up unexpectedly, inviting himself into the lives of others. No, the story of Jesus showing up in the life of Joseph and Mary is rooted in the story of God showing up in the lives of God's people no matter where we are in life or what we have done. God choosing to be in covenant with God's people no matter where we are in life or what we have done. God showing up in love as redeemer and rescuer. For Joseph is a son of David. As the Gospel of Luke says, Joseph is part of the house of David. And if you're ever wondering about God showing up in the midst of wherever we find ourselves, let me remind you about the house of David. So David was the second king of Israel. The first king, Saul, quickly forgot the vision God intended for God's kingdom takes us kind of back to the manna and the wilderness school and how we weren't supposed to be like the people of Egypt. The story tells us the Lord regretted making Saul king. So while Saul was still king, the prophet Samuel was sent by God to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. For God said one of Jesse's sons would be king. David, the youngest of Jesse's sons, who was out watching the sheep, was anointed as king. Now, there are some childhood stories of David, I'm sure you know. He actually played music for King Saul. You have the story of David and Goliath, but we'll jump ahead in the story. Eventually, Saul tries to kill David. Saul and his sons die in battle. David becomes king. David brings the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, begins the work of building the temple, creating a dwelling place for the Ark for the very presence of God. And all is going pretty well. Then the power David has makes him forget that he isn't just entitled to have it all. He decides there's a woman, Bathsheba, that he wants, and he will have her even if she is married. And he does. 
And to protect his own offspring, David has Bathsheba's husband, who serves in the military, move to the front lines, ensuring he will be killed and he can have it all. This is the house that lays the foundation for Joseph's story, for the story of Jesus. God showing up in the lives of God's people, no matter where we are in life or what we have done. God choosing to be in covenant with God's people, no matter where we are in life or what we have done. God showing up. As we heard in the candle lighting liturgy, God didn't wait until we had our lives together. Thank God, God came anyway working within a picturesque people of perfection and stability. Well, that doesn't seem to be the point for God. Rather, the point is that David's story, Joseph's story, our story is rooted in something much bigger than us, bigger than our mistakes, bigger than our imperfections, bigger than the struggles and challenges. The point is that David's story, Joseph's story, our story is rooted in a story about a God of love who in love keeps showing up right smack dab in the midst of it all, pushing in actually. God doesn't wait for us to have our lives together or for us to be good enough, whatever that even means or for us to even invite God to enter the story. God in love shows up. God in Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, shows up, meeting us where we are, as we are, whether we want God to or not, and not leaving us as God found us. David and Joseph and you and I are part of a story that says God has promised to the people of faith um, to be a God who is redeemer and rescuer. God will continually call us into a deeper and deeper relationship despite what we have done or what we will do. God will continually invite. God in love will continue to show up unexpectedly, continue to invite God's self into our lives, even where God isn't wanted. Willimon says that our challenge today is the same as it has always been in our reception of God. To receive God as God comes to us. We are to live as if God were to show up, show up among us right now, at any time, day or night, at any place, here or there. And we're to be ready for when God shows up, transformation happens. There was a preacher that would tell his parishioners, um, think twice before entering this chapel if you're averse to emerging as a different person. Because when you encounter Christ, you're living in a whole new world. 
As our candle lighting liturgy said, we light our second candle remembering God is love. And God in Christ loved us enough to become one with us as we are. But God in Christ loved us enough not to leave us as we are. Today we are invited to God's table where God in Christ has promised to be present. We come bringing all that we are because all that we are is invited and welcomed at God's table. But be aware, be ready. Remember, Jesus has a habit of showing up when people weren't expecting him, inviting himself into their lives, going maybe where even he wasn't wanted. So bring all that you are, prepare to meet God and experience Christ, to be changed in the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you dare, maybe lift this prayer as you come. Lord, surprise me. Show me something that I never saw before. Go ahead. Shock me. I can take it. Amen.